How's it going? Happy Tuesday into Wednesday. It's Scott here. I'm drinking Own the Night IPA um, from Radiant Pig Brewery, I think. I don't know. Hey, how you doing? It's Tom drinking a sap by Treehouse Brewery. It's a nice uh, 7% American IPA. It's got to love some Treehouse. Stop. This is Craig. I got a Mysterious Haze by Smutty Nose Brewing Company. Uh, it is Tilting Tuesday, and it's October 8th, 2019. This is our 25th podcast. We are Top Shell Fantasy. Uh, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Pocket Cast. And check us out on topshellfantasy.com. That's where we post our waiver wire article. You can listen to the podcast over there. Follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at Top Shelf FNTSY. Uh, you get the, the good pictures over there on uh, Instagram, and uh, we're going to get a lot of um, you know good stuff out on Twitter. A little, little Minshew Mania, a little salt in, the, salt in the swag. You done with your swag hound. Love. <laughs> Dude, how do, you, how do you not like Gardner Minshew? Dude, I don't know. Scotty thinks he's going to lose his job, but... Do I not we'll, love? We'll, I love the guy. Well, He's I think awesome. I think we get into that at some point tonight, don't we'll we? I don't know what if it's this week. Uh, When's Fultz back? Week nine? Week ten? Uh, he's he was IR off of week one, so I think he comes back week ten. Yeah, let's wait a few weeks. <laughs> we, we got a lot to talk about, so, so we yeah. get we get we get more. Um, ben Watson is released by the Patriots. Some people probably had him as a speculative tight end. Um, well, since the title, I was gonna say, I actually, terrible. we um, we actually had somebody in our league pick up Ben Watson last week to try and stash him. Um, so if you were one of those people, you wasted a bench spot. <laughs> yes, um, I mean it wasn't a bad stash. I don't think seeing if you're an OJ Howard owner, that's a great right. guy. You know, Tom Brady's old friend, but season's over before it started, which is kind of too bad. And um. I don't. Someone put AB. How you doing? I don't think we need to continue to talk about <laughs> ABs. That I think no, that was Corey. No new news. No, that was uh, actually so, me. That uh, was he? Right, yeah. No, well, all right. All right. <laughs> well, in in actual real life football news, the zero and five Washington Redskins have fired their uh, coach, their um, head, head coach, coach Jay Gruden. <laughs> I was looking for the word head. Um, Jay Gruden out Something and you don't get much but uh, <laughs> married. Um, <laughs> so <started>. you don't. <laughs> so what does this realistically change for a fantasy, you know, perspective? Uh, Do we want to touch it? Jordan Reed's still out. So Jordan that Reed, I feel right. comfortable about. I'm still shocked that. Gruden got fired before Jordan Reed re- retired. To be honest, <laughs> that's true. Oh, that's I don't think point. it changes uh, too much. I mean, it, it all depends. I mean, it changes a lot for the quarterback and a lot for the wide receivers. Who are they going with for quarterback? Exactly. I mean, <laughs> we have no like, idea. If it's if it's, I think regardless, you can still start Terry. I know we're going to talk about him later on, but right. I know they 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 talked about how 
Gruden's gone. They want to establish the run game more. So maybe AP is more intriguing. They're playing Miami this week. So that if there is a game where you start AP and he goes off, it is against Miami. Right. Yeah, that's that's the funny thing, too, is that they are playing Miami, so you're really not going to get some fantasy clarity because it's all just a they could know, all go outlier. Off. It's yeah. all an outlier against Miami. So, you know, it's it's a wait-and-see approach. I, I, I realistically wasn't high on many of the players there anyway. I don't think many people were. Besides Terry, Mc- Terry I think yeah. that was the only one, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, come out of nowhere, you know. So. <laughs> hey, there you go. There you so, go. Um, you're getting the hang of this. <laughs> yeah, right, right. every now and again. Um Browns <laughs> effing suck. <laughs> they are not a good NFL football team, and if we've seen this. Yeah, we've seen this all season, and we were Some high on them in. this summer. We had Baker ranked pretty high, top um, ten. Top ten. I think that had some of my my doing. Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> what, was it wrong at the time? I don't think so. We saw their preseason game where they all looked so great together, but after this week. I mean, it's, it's zero tough. points for Baker Mayfield and another complete dud for Odell Beckham. I mean, is it panic mode? I think so. Yeah, I mean, I so I I actually think the Odell signing hurts Baker. Um, there have been stats tossed out there left and right about how Baker is more efficient and a better all-around playmaker when he doesn't have to hold on to the ball for a long time. And Odell has to run down the field to get open. So you're already looking at two, three seconds for Odell to get open downfield. Baker succeeded when he was looking at quick throws, throwing to Ricky Seals-Jones, throwing to Jarvis Landry. I actually think Odell hurt Baker in the sense that Baker can't just get rid of the ball the second he sees somebody open. They're forcing him to throw to Odell. So I actually think it hurts him, um, but if you bought into the Browns, that's tough. That's a tough marriage that's going on right now. Besides Nick Chubb, I think. Uh, I mean, Jarvis. A lot of your Browns are almost not startable. Jarvis. I mean, I mean Nick Chubb, you start because the week, you have to. Start week before Chubb. that, he was a top five guy. I think overall in the season, he's still RB one. You still start the guy, right? Um, Jarvis Landry, I think you can still start he's as a WR three as a flex. I mean, he had. A decent game this week, I think seventy-five yards off a couple receptions. But yeah, Antonio Callaway came back and he was horrible. I was surprised that Higgins wasn't on the field more. I was surprised. Was he? Did he play? I on it. I thought actually, I'm not sure. I thought he was questionable, so I'm not sure. And we, I'm sure we're gonna. If I look real quick, he didn't get a target, so I feel he wasn't. He may not have been on there. I think he was still hurt with the concussion. This was a guy that, okay, even even I think moving forward, I think, I don't know. Him and him and Baker had a nice uh, rapport in. It was too preseason. He he got so yeah, right. Okay. Anyway, yeah. No, I mean it's just it's just something to talk about. You know, because we can talk about injuries now anyway, right? Yeah. You want to talk about how bad the Browns act? Everybody does. Oh, well, no, I don't need I, to reiterate I, the I same go, points. Go on. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure we could, and I actually have a piece that I'm going into later. Um, but uh, big injuries this past week. Uh, there's the obvious one that uh, information was already started to come out because he plays in the Thursday night game. Saquon Barkley is most likely going to be inactive on Thursday. I haven't seen anything that said he was officially out, um, but it is a Thursday game, uh, and it's starting to look like that, you know, Two week 
absence and then going to play on a high ankle sprain is actually not the case and that he is a human uh, and then he is going to, you know, wait, wait, <laughs> He's still right him on a time. this timeline. Well, it said four to eight weeks. Right. Which is so typically six. If right. It's two, he's back in three. It's really good. So, so still, uh, Wayne Gallman, the backup running back there, he's hurt he's with out. a concussion, right? He's, um, yeah. He's already out. She- Shepard's out and Evan Ingram looks like he could also be out as well. Yeah. Right? That's, so you that's got Tate nuts. and Darius Slayton and Hilleman. Is that Hilleman? Hilleman, yeah. Hilleman, he's going to be a popular pick And up. even if Barkley is okay to play, Giants aren't playing him. They know this game's not this game's yeah, why, why play it's him against... night game, short week. There's zero point to play. There's, there, it's the best run defense in all of the NFL right, right. now. So you're not going to play him. Uh, we covered all the injuries on that. So I want to segue into... I know we have more injuries to go over, but as we're talking about it, let's segue the the Patriots side of things and cover the Thursday night uh, re, uh, preview right now. Yeah, sure. Um, Tom Brady against the Giants, I feel like is a pretty damn good start. Um, I think with Philip Dorsett out, you're going to get a lot of Julian Edelman and Josh Gordon, I think, is going to get involved. I know that uh, someone we're going to highlight on the waiver wire article, Jacoby Myers, is someone that we're going to look into uh, this week. So the tight ends, uh, too, have just been interesting because just watching the game, it feels like Lacoste or Izzo are always having their names called yep. uh, for first down or a touchdown. But so, then stat lines, it's like, they didn't, didn't do much. Right. But and during you, the game, they're always there. Yeah. Yeah, you can't use them from a fantasy perspective, but I would see that name. I mean, this is this is going to be a tough game from a fantasy perspective. Like, we're talking about the Pats going 16-0. It might be a 16-0 team with, like, two fantasy assets. Like, yeah. Tom Brady and Julian Edelman, the only two you, that you can start comfortably. Like, this week, you probably get something out of Sony. But well, I haven't, Rex, been, I haven't if, been impressed. My with opinion is, is if Rex Burkhead is out again, Sony Michelle's in for a really good day. Yeah. And I mean, Rex Burkhead practiced. I think he had today. he was limited last week, and he was already listed as limited on Monday, um, where they actually don't have a practice, but they have to put out an injury right. report. Yep. So d- I think depending on what happens with Rex Burkhead, I think Sony Michelle could have you know a good day. If Rex Burkhead is active, I'm starting to think. That he, you know, Rex Burkhead might get more work in this game because it is against the Giants, because Sony Michelle has had the work on Sunday and Rex Burkhead was inactive on Sunday. Yeah, and I mean, we've seen Brandon Bolden get involved in he's, late he's hurt too. games. He's hurt he, too. He is hurt. Is okay, he? So he yes, he is also hurt right now. Two touchdowns in the last two weeks, I believe. Yeah, he's something like that. He's or always three. that sneaky two, running was back. It two, was it two? Two weeks he's getting a touchdown? I think so. Remember last year when he was in Miami, he played against the Patriots and he scored yeah, two he touchdowns. You just yeah. knew it was going to happen, too. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's fun to watch. But anyway, I think that pretty much covers Thursday night. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't think I mean, you can start Daniel Jones unless you're. No, the Patriots defense is desperate. ruining people for the, fantasy. The only thing is yeah. that people are going to say, you know, they're going to be down by a lot, but. The fact that the the pass don't even allow touchdowns is is insane. Oh, you're down by a lot, and you're throwing because, and you're probably throwing. What was the, the stat that <laughs> Dow showed us today? Oh, that the Pats haven't allowed a touchdown besides Josh Allen rushing. Um, was, was that it was the, the Josh one? Allen rushing, and then last week they did have it was like a, a oh, run. it was like Sims a sweep guy. play Sims, or something. Sims. Yeah, Sims, yeah, yeah, Sims yeah. on a sweep. Uh, the fifty-two yard yeah. missed tackle by the yeah. McCourty twins. Yeah, so they it's it's unreal. Um, the amount of of 
you know, stops <laughs> the defense has had. Yeah, how, I think, how little touchdowns we've allowed. I think actually one on the Giants side that would be intriguing for me would be Tate due to volume. I would, I would start Tate. Just volume. volume. Yeah, Tate and Slayton if you are so desperate. I, you're I, like, I, uh, I would be concerned about Slayton because we have one of the better deep threat defensive backs in J.C. Jackson. True. And that's, I feel like, what Slayton is. He's extremely athletic, uh, but... We have a uh, uh, we the Patriots have a really good secondary. Yeah. So so moving, so Giants, Tate, that's it. Patriots, yeah. Edelman, Brady. You can start Gordon. Gordon, I think, and yeah. Michelle. Don't expect huge numbers out of Gordon, but yeah. Right. Um, so takes care of Thursday night. The other big injury that I know we wanted to highlight was something that that could fold out to be or unfold to be something pretty insane is if David Johnson with his back injury is going to miss significant time. Uh, I know that Cliff Kingsbury was asked about it, and he seemed pretty concerned at the podium, and he said he would not rule out David Johnson missing time. Yeah, and so here's my thing is we've seen this a couple times with a bunch of coaches where you have this perceived workhorse in your running back but it's not the running back that they drafted and any opportunity they have not to use that running back they take it um it feels like Kingsbury could absolutely just use Chase Edmonds and say well Dave Johnson's hurt I don't want to risk him and just sit there I mean I don't know the guy I don't know if he's got anything against David Johnson but you know a lot of times if it's not his guy you're gonna go with somebody else if there's even a little question to it and Jalen Samuels is the next running back. Um, he was, you know, obviously backing up Connor. I think this is a huge nod to Connor uh, because Samuels was starting to eat into Connor's playing time. Um, and Mason Rudolph was also hurt at, you know, with Pittsburgh. So there's a lot of injuries going on over there. Um, I'm not sure how this much. This ball's going on the ground a lot to Connor. Yeah. And hopefully that offensive line, which has not done very well so far this year, can pick it up because outside of that, you're looking at maybe another Washington situation or maybe another Miami situation. Well, Juju has looked uh, – I mean, we won't get too into it, I guess, but Juju's like, – I, I, I think that this is very positive for Connor. Yes. Uh, AJ Green ruled out again. Uh, this was someone that was – you know, oh, he'll be, be he'll be back by week four. Week four rolls around. Oh, he'll be back by week six. Week six rolls around and he's out again. Who knows what the timetable is for AJ Green? We had hinted at last week. It was a complete botch by Cincinnati not putting him on the IR. Um, so at, at this point, I don't know if you're what you're going to do as an AJ Green owner. I mean, trade deadline's starting to come up four weeks in fantasy and two weeks in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's tough. I mean. I, I don't own him in any league. It wasn't that I try to avoid him. I think just where he was get, being taken, I was taking different guys. But I'm glad I don't have him. If you have him now, it's tough because you can't trade him for much, and you can't drop him. Yeah, no, you're, you're not getting much for him, which is unfortunate. Um, then the only other injury that I think we have left on here because we already covered Philip Dorsett uh, in New England uh, was Sammy Watkins. I believe it's a hamstring injury, right? Yes, yeah, and it, he got he tweaked it again beginning of the game, then set, set, he sat the entire game. Yeah, he yeah, and he was already the first going drive. in banged up, and to come out with a hamstring injuries. Yeah. So don't be surprised if he misses this week. I think they'll want to get him fully healed before he comes back, especially well, if they'll get Tyreek's Tyreek. back back right. this uh, week. Yep. 
So, let's get into waivers. Yeah, we can jump right into waivers. Waivers. Tilting Tuesday. Stop freaking out. I'm right, freaking Gar- out, man. Gardner Minshew, is that our first uh, waiver uh, Yeah, so Craig, and this is your nomination? Yeah, yeah this is Craig's. <laughs> the Sultan Swag. I actually came out with that today. Sultan the Swag, I Uncle Rico. Very impressive, Craig. The, the, the Sacred Garden, whatever you want to call him. Uh, I won't read it off like a PowerPoint, but uh, Gardner Minshew now has put up five solid fantasy weeks. He's starting to look like a poor man's Philip Rivers in a sense where in fantasy, he's going to get you a bare minimum. Uh, And he's not going to lose you weeks. He's not going to win you weeks, but he's not going to lose you weeks. And with the quarterback landscape as it looks right now, Gardner Minshew is someone with some pretty positive matchups coming up. New Orleans has been letting up a lot of quarterback points. Cincinnati, I mean, I don't have to say anything with that. The Jets. And then uh, Houston's going to be putting up a lot of points. So, you know, Jacksonville's going to have to do the same. So there's a lot of positive game script coming up for Minshew. So we we suggest uh, our, our total fab bid of $9 for this waiver period. Yeah, and I do like the guy. And it's not that he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league, but you're right. Poor men feel... I'm stuttering like crazy. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because you have Philip Rivers on the mind. I always you know? do. He's my baby. But... um. He he's a guy that's going to get you consistent, you know, fifteen to eighteen points, I think. And he's just a fun guy to watch. So if he's on your team, you're tossing the game on. He's a blast to watch. He's exciting. He has a mustache, you know. He has a mustache. <laughs> he has a mustache. <laughs> he te- perfect fantasy analysis. Yeah. He takes it for for some pretty good rides. So um, he yeah, he's a good guy to <laughs> grab. Sexy pick. He's a good. He's a good pickup. I was gonna put in something about the. Uh, if, if, you know what? I'll move on. Yeah. Going forward. Go. All right. Uh, <laughs> Moving on. Our tight se- end. <laughs> our second one is uh, Chris Hurden. Is that six Herndon. bucks? Yeah, yeah. Six bucks. So, so um, before I get to this guy, um, the waiver wire this week is uh, probably the worst it's been in yeah. the first yeah, couple I weeks. Agree. Which isn't a bad thing. It just, you know, it's some Yeah, it's, it's going to slim down around yeah. this time. And, and honestly... And just to kind of go off that, we don't want to be ESPN and Yahoo and telling you to be picking up guys who are 75% owned and you're likely just reading an article yeah. of guys you can't obtain. These are guys you yeah. can get. And I think afterwards we'll say a few guys that might be like that, that might be out there, but for the most part, they're already taken. But um, Chris Hearn in the fourth, uh, he's coming back from suspension this week. They're getting Sam Darnold back. I mainly want to pick this guy up because he had a lot of hype in the preseason. And with tight end landscape now with guys like Greg Olson, Delaney Walker, O.J. Howard, who are not producing at all and getting close to zero points the last Delaney couple weeks. Walking. I know. He's a guy that um, you should absolutely pick up because, like I said, tight end is just a, a hard position for, for the bottom tier. So if he comes out and kind of produces week one, I think he can uh, go forward to be a bottom end tight end one um, for the rest of the way. Yeah, and so uh, I agree with that. I mean, tough tight end landscape. It's always good to have some. Um, my, I think, top recommended pickup is Muhammad Sanu. Um, if you're a Calvin Ridley owner, you know that Calvin Ridley has been underperforming for the last three weeks. And... You probably wondered, okay, well, why is that? 
Um, and then you look at Julio Jones's lines and you go, okay, well, that, that doesn't really explain it. It's Mohamed Sanu. Mohamed Sanu has come out and he's really carved out a role. I put the whole stat line of his last three weeks, 23 targets. It's not a sexy pickup, but $6 in fab to get a wide receiver three or flex play. You could do a lot worse um, at this time of the year, week six, where there's nothing out there. Mohamed Sanu someone was, uh, was someone last year, too, that always just wouldn't go away. Right, and he's doing it He's doing it again. Like yeah. He's just a thorn in the side of some of the, the Atlanta receivers, and it's he's out there in like 54% of leagues or something like it's that. It's because he's so. not a sexy name. He's, he's, right. he's someone he's that 36 years old. has <laughs> always been around, and you, you want the new hotness. But, yeah, he's consistent, and that's the biggest thing. Yeah, and um, so your next one, Tom. Uh, you want me to take uh, Gerald oh, this Everett? Is, oh, Corey wrote yeah, this so one. So Corey, Corey uh, is nominating Gerald Everett as a tight end in, in for the Rams. If you're in a league where you're playing like two flexes, a lot of times playing two tight ends is worth it. And Gerald Everett um, obviously has the upside after the big game to go ahead and do that. He's 12% owned. Uh, we get a fab bit about $5 on Gerald Everett. So And it's kind of the same thing. Tight end. Right. You can do a lot worse. And if Cooks is out, this week with the concussion still. Yep. We didn't talk about Cooks. Well, yeah, you're right. We well, all right. Uh, well, I think it's because it was Thursday night. Kind of. Right. That was kind of. Yeah. If he's out, Everett is, is a fantastic start. Yeah. Um, and they've already made, you know, a point that they are going to start using more tight ends. At least the last two weeks they've been doing that. Um, so the next one that we're going to highlight is, again, someone that we talked about would fill in for David Johnson, which is Chase Edmonds. Uh, he's a 23-year-old running back that Cliff Kingsbury has started to really like. Uh, last or this this whole season, he's averaging six point seven uh, yards per carry, six point eight per touch. Um, and you know, while David Johnson was hurt last week or, or left the game, you know, he had eighty six yards on eleven touchdowns and a touchdown. Um, eleven touches and a touchdown. Eleven touchdowns. Um, <laughs> so we we we, we, re- we recommended a three dollar bid. I think we talked about this maybe a little bit more than that. But you're not looking to spend too high if you you know. If David Johnson plays, you're just kind of wasting money, so it kind of stinks. But if you're the David Johnson owner, uh, then you definitely want to make sure you get this guy. So I'd say, you know, what do you guys say? Maybe six bucks if you're the David Johnson owner? Yeah. I think people are going to overspend on Chase Edmonds this week because it's a very low week in waivers that he's the quote-unquote top pickup. So people think, oh, top pickup, I need to spend, you know, 10 bucks on him when it's not... These guys this week you shouldn't even spend a lot of money on to begin with. So yeah, I think the three bucks is is what you should be spending on him. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I have a I have a big complex with this because it's like this could very well be a Melvin Gordon Austin Eckler situation, like a one A one B, like because kind of why I talked about earlier, like the dude's getting the ball right. But if David Johnson ends up playing and it's not that, then you've wasted fab. So you don't want to spend $18. But at the same time, you probably aren't going to win him for three bucks, six bucks. But I think that's really all that his value is. So is, we, is we, discussed, $6. we discussed before it, it's, it's definitely a situational ad uh, for waivers. If your team is someone that you have an available bench spot, say you had David Johnson or, or you absolutely need to put in a running back this week, with a bye week player coming yeah. up, then maybe yeah. you're spending a little bit more um, speculative ad for people that, that have the spot again, but um, not to spend too much if you know, if you don't uh, need them. 
Yeah, don't be cute. Oh, okay, next guy, Auden Tate. That's my guy. Yeah, that's was your guy. he your um <clears throat> sleeper last week, Tom? Yeah, he was my sleeper last oh, week. Okay, it's pretty yeah. good. Um, so I, I think Auden Tate right now. Um, I mean, he didn't have a great line. Um, it it's kind of looking like he's going to be a wide receiver dependent three wide receiver four touchdown dependent uh, type of wide receiver, but he's six five. He plays out of the slot. Uh, he was playing out of the slot when John Ross was there. If A.J. Green gets back onto the field and he goes back into the slot role at 6'5", I mean, this is a team that's going to have to end up throwing the ball. I don't think that he's going to command a lot of value on the free agency market, so I think you can toss about 3 $4 at him and you end up getting him. But this is a guy that may be able to turn out into a... He's going to be touchdown dependent, but he's going to be a, a flex play, I think, in in my opinion, so... Um, and it's never bad to have a six five wide receiver on your team. Never is. No, it's fun. It's it's nice to have big. And I in the article I put that he's a raw receiver. Like I was looking at some of the tape in the film and just his stat lines, and it it's sloppy. Some of it's sloppy, but you he's know, six five. So. You know who? Hey, snapper's edge. You know who else was a tall raw receiver that needed a ton of work? Cortland Sutton, and now he's blowing everything up. So. Not saying he's going to turn into that. Craig just said Auden Tate's the next Cortland Sutton. Spent hey, 25 you hit first. <laughs> you know, if that happens, though. <laughs> I'm, I, it, it, I mean, it can Craig happen. was right about DJ Shark, so I'm just saying. DJ Shark and Cortland Sutton uh, were the two I highlighted on paper. Actually, Michael Gallup was another one, too, but I won't keep going. Do it. You know why? You know why it was? Many years of drafting RB, RB in the first and second round and then just figuring out wide receiver later is what ended up finding these wide receivers. The next person, Sam, is this Dows again? Yeah, this is Corey Sam Darnold, mainly he's coming back this week. Um, I don't really know what he, he wrote about him, but Sam Darnold he, is probably a top twelve quarterback with the Most landscape it is right not, now with sure. the way that quarterbacks with, are at this right. Point. So, right. Yeah. would you rather Baker or Sam Darnold? I'd rather Sam Darnold on my team. One hundred percent. Oh, wait, and we'll, we'll talk rather. about this uh, little uh, we, we, we fold them later. What do, what do what do we put on him? Three bucks, two bucks, three, three. Bucks. Yeah, three, yeah, three bucks. And, and, I think you, and, you should be able to get him. With I that. think. I mean, especially in a two quarterback league. Um. He's probably on teams, but QB one leagues, he's probably off. Um, pick him up this week. I think you can start him this week, to be honest. He, I wouldn't do a wait and see. Um, we had him hyped up as a sleeper kind of in the summertime, and it was kind of too f- bad. He had uh, explosive diarrhea for um, five weeks. <laughs> so he's finally back from from that syndrome. Um he has a couple tough matchups coming up, but uh, he's a guy you should definitely have on your team. And another person to note in free agents, this is very, very low. Um, guy you probably won't pick up, but I'm just kind of putting it out there. Jacoby Myers from the Patriots. Dorsett is week to week, so um, he's going to m- miss some time. Myers played, I think, 46% of the snaps last week. Didn't have too great of a stat line. I think he had one catch for maybe 12 to 20 yards. But Josh Gordon and Edelman are always questionable every single week. So there could be could be one week where one of, of those guys are out. And no more Ben Watson. So there's really no other butter through behind Jacoby. The Pats aren't going to have cake matchups every week. So they're going to be throwing a lot more than they have been previously. Just a random guy to pick up now. And 
if you have a deep bench, pick him up. If not, don't. But kind of wait and see. Um, hype guy. Yeah, and I, I'm just going to add to this real quick because with um, Gordon and Edelman being banged up and playing the Giants on a Thursday night, if One the of them Pats are up a lot, like yeah. Myers could be getting a ton of work because that why was, risk getting the injury? That was my next point was, was there's no point to keep Gordon out there. And you saw Gordon last week. I think he came... He got tackled and came up kind of limping a little bit. He He's playing a little slow. He looks a little hurt out there. So it wouldn't be shocking if Gordon has a down week again because he's not on the field a lot. That's right. um, that, I've noticed that a few times with, with Gordon uh, is that he's, he's kind of not, I don't want to say lethargic, uh, but he almost reminds me of what Eric Ebron looked like when he was playing exactly, when he yep. played against the Patriots that like he was just getting the ball running down the field, falling over, getting up real slow, walking back, you know, and then he would just keep going. Like, he's always moving, but he's moving slow. Um, and that third down last week where he caught the ball and, and then it was ended up being fourth and one. Yeah. He didn't even reach to try to get the first down. No, and then it ended up being we went for it and we got stopped for a, because of Sonny Michelle. Uh, direct snap but it's it's because i mean he's a massive receiver he should be able to tool over everyone and he's not doing that it's that sober life so i th- it's that sober life <laughs> it might be <laughs> <laughs> don't do drugs still kids okay but uh i think that's gonna do it for waivers uh we did highlight <clears throat> not highlight but we listed off a few other player names that we wanted to look into um on the waiver wire article again you can find that on topshellfantasy.com uh, so we got some listener questions this week that I know that we wanted to go over. Um, Are you going to wait till the end for that? Or Yeah, we'll make Baldy wait a little bit longer. Okay, all so, right. Yeah, we'll, all right. we'll skip so, that now. So we're going to go into what we saw this past weekend. Each one of us wanted to talk about a specific game, so we're going to go into that. And I believe the first one, Scotty, you wanted to talk about was Houston versus Atlanta, correct? Yes, let me open this up. Um, another top-shelf pick. From last week, little stardom. Keep it was, in your pants. Uh, Keep it in your pants. Will Fuller. It's been out for for the last two days. So. Put it away. Um, yeah. So Will Fuller was a big top shelf uh, buy low and stardom this week. Didn't think you'd do this. <laughs> no, if, you, didn't, you didn't predict two hundred seventeen no, yards. No, I thought most most wide receiver, fantasy wide receiver points in fifteen years. You know what I thought was. Um, <laughs> I thought, Come on, Scotty, give yourself some credit. I thought a nice three reception, seventy yards touchdown, but I knew it was going to be the game where he, you know, he finally three produces. receptions. He, he went over to topshelffantasy.com and he yeah. goes, "Oh, Scotty, put me in. I'll you try." Goes, Yo, I'm gonna check out this top shelf site. <laughs> so you okay, should continue I got you. to do this. <laughs> then he goes, "Hey, Deshaun, can I change your entire game plan? Do you actually w- want to win games and do well?" Yeah, yeah, I kind of do it. Hey, DeAndre Hopkins owners, do you want to have buyer's remorse? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so Will Fuller, if you started him last week, which I hope you did, or bought low, good for you. Um, I mean, he won't do this each week, of course, but he is back on the radar as a WR2 to WR3 going forward. So he went from wide receiver 66 to 8. To wide receiver eight. eight. Yep. <laughs> I mean, game. it makes sense, but forty-five this is a points. High moment. <laughs> no, no, he's so high. I don't mean. I don't think. I don't think you can do that because because when Will Fuller has been on the field in the past three years, which is a big if, like a, like he's always hurt. He's he's unreal. His his touchdown percentage to catch rate 
I, I, I don't. Oh, his efficiency is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It. So, so you, you hold on to that, man. You don't trade that, man. And so since we're talking about this game, can we talk about how bad it was for Atlanta to not be able to crawl back into this game? I mean, they did. Um, but I mean, it, it, it ended up being what? There was like 80 points scored or something 53, like that. 32. I mean, for a fantasy guy, you want this game. Right, and I just Unless you I, have feel like Jones. Got, I feel like he got disappointed. Um, you just, I mean, Calvin Ridley, like, because because even on Atlanta's side, I mean, Matt Ryan ended up with only like what twenty four points or something like that. Like, it wasn't, he was a he was a second quarterback this week. Did he end up with Matt Ryan had thirty two point nine points? Thirty two point nine points. Yeah, he, okay. he was. He did actually have a Deshaun pretty Watson. decent day. He was second overall behind. Okay, three hundred yards and three TDs with a pick. I, I just, I don't know. It is a quiet fantasy and, day and for a, Atlanta. That, and if, a, that, if that was the case, Tom Matt Ryan had a rushing touchdown as well. Yeah, of course he did, because okay, so Devontae Freeman and Edo Smith can't do anything on the ground. But yeah, Freeman so, got a receiving touchdown. So again. I wanted to point this out. Of course out he did. About Devonta Freeman is the last three weeks now he's had over twelve fantasy points, or I think the first. Or yeah, he's a touchdown. Just, it's just because of half. receiving, and this is so. A, so this is this would be a time to go to someone and be like, listen, you know, he's going to get you a good floor. You know, he's going to be he able to a, be your RB2. He's a sell high guy like he's a, he's a sell high. I don't know if he's a sell high. He's a sell medium. And I think I think he, I think you can no, sell you can him see, right now. But you can sell him based on his production and the name as an RB1. Kinda? But I, honestly, I look at it, and if if anybody comes to you with Devontae Freeman, you should be laughing. The dude hasn't gotten more than three yards of carry in so, the last three weeks. He's only gone up over 10 points, 15 points because of touchdowns. He did worse than Carlos Hyde did. So here's I mean, why, yeah, it's, if, you're, if you're deep in trade talks with someone, here's why I'm like, I'm not sure it's to sell high. Because this past week he had 30 rushing yards. The week before that was 28. And then he had 88, which is good, which is what got him the yeah, um, you know, points. How many carries? It was 16. But the thing was, is that he got touched. He got a touchdown in in you know this past week, and then he had a lot of receiving yards the week before. So so he's not realistically someone that I'm going out after, and I don't think that the trade partner you're talking to is going to think very highly on him. However, he is definitely someone that you can trade now. Rather than holding on to him where, you know, starting off the season, he had 19 rushing yards, 12 receiving yards in week one, 22 rushing yards week two, and 42 receiving yards, equaling out to nothing for you when you drafted this guy in the third round. Was he your bounce back player this year? He was my bounce back player this year. Um, So, you know... Take that for what you will. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... I'm allowed to be wrong, I guess. You know, I'm I'm allowed to 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 change my opinion. I just yeah. want to give the well, best advice today as I see it. That's no, what makes a good right. fantasy player it is you could be stubborn and say, "Nope, don't worry, he's he's going to hit," but when it comes time, you have to move on. And I actually disagree with you in the fact that I think people are going to view Devontae Freeman as an RB1 and you as the Devontae Freeman owner have to realize this is an RB2, but he's a touchdown-dependent RB1. He's getting RB1 numbers because of his receiving game, his touchdowns. I just don't think the longevity is there. So if I can go and take right. a Devontae Freeman right. and flip it for another asset, which I think is very realistic, and we'll do our right. buy-low, sell-high. So yeah. this might be a sell-high for me, and I'll come up with some recommendations on players that you can talk Alan Robinson. With, with Devontae Freeman. Allen Robinson's a good one. DJ Shark. And DJ Shark you can't get. 
you absolutely cannot get I know. DJ it's Shark. Way, it's way too late now. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, but I mean, we, I, this might be a good player for us to have as a sell high candidate. Yeah, we'll we'll talk I mean, about we that can get maybe a little a little more, a little more on Thursday. But I, I, anyone else want to add anything more on this game? Um, just a little bit. So Calvin really had a kind of a bounce back game. Thank God. Yeah, he had a, he had a eight eight yards and a touchdown. Austin Hooper yeah. had a quiet game, but for him, like ten fantasy points. He's still a top five Austin. tight end going forward, I think. Um, he was tight end two coming into this week. He might be down now because he had a 10-point game. But um, if he's on your team, if you drafted him the last round or picked him up, good for you. Ito Smith will not He will not die. He will not leave um, Freeman no. alone. Carlos Hyde, I mean, his average isn't great, but 21 rushes, 60 yards, and a touchdown. This guy is going to get you eight to twelve points every week. I know it's he's he's a guy you won't be able to to trade away um, at all. But if you're in a two flex league, you're playing this guy every week, and it's not the like I do it too, and I hate it. <laughs> but he gives me twelve points, and I'm like, you know, my back and flex that's better than everyone else's. So so his his volume is king. Volume yeah. is king. I don't care His about your fantasy average. numbers equal Devonta Freeman. You got Carlos Hyde, tenth, eleventh round, agent. and free, you got Carlos Hyde as a free agent. As a free agent, yeah, because Darwin Thompson went before him. I mean, some Freeman some actually some teams pick. were drafting Carlos Hyde, like in our red yeah, because if you because if you had a Damian Williams get drafted, right, right, because he was on Kansas City to begin with, so he had he had uh, fifty rushing yeah. attempts That's in the last well, three weeks. Deshaun Watson went absolute ham too. We didn't talk about him. So, oh well, yeah, and that Deshaun was Craig's start of the week. Deshaun Watson went crazy. I feel like looking back, it was kind of more easy to say that Deshaun Watson was a start. It was just more the fact that the three weeks prior, he was doing pretty piss poor. Uh, so, you know, I just wanted some some confidence in this one uh, to give out there and, and not to sit him for someone else. But anyway, I think we've covered it. Uh, I want to go over to the Green Bay versus Dallas game. Um, the total score was Green Bay 34, Dallas 24. Green Bay's defense looked absolutely legitimate in this. I felt like that was something that I really looked at and and was like, okay, I'm going to notice this going forward. Uh, they've typically in the past not really had good defenses. And Dallas, um, Dak Prescott threw, I think it was three interceptions, if I'm not mistaken. And um, yeah, three interceptions, but he had 463 passing yards. And most of that came or a lot of it came in the fourth quarter when they were trying to play catch up. Uh, and they almost, the Dallas almost made a comeback, but three interceptions versus green Bay is actually something to, to look at. Not a lot of Ezekiel Elliott in this game. There was only 12 rushing attempts. So, you know, I, I see that they should be running the ball a little bit more, but game script showed that, you know, is they weren't going to run. They were going to pass. And boy, was I wrong about Amari Cooper. He is a consistent wide receiver. <laughs> and for some Eat reason, crow, man, the, th- the thing is, is this is I was a huge Amari Cooper truther for for years, but I, I, I've just got sucked in like a bad relationship where, you know, you, 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 you make up, you break up, you make up, you break up. And then you just at some point you have to cut ties. And and unfortunately, my my relationship here this person went on and went to the gym and got a bunch of money and and you look like you got egg on your face 
but you but do. now Amari Cooper really is someone you can rely on, and and and, and he's a wide receiver one, he's, and you should oh, be selling him. A wide receiver you one. should be selling he's, him as a top five wide receiver. I mean, this this dude, you should be viewing him as a top five wide receiver. You shouldn't even be getting rid of him if you have him. I was an Amari Pooper to going into the year. Uh, I think we I all were. Nothing yeah. to yeah, do we, with this we, guy. We all were, and he's the WR two as of today. He's the second best receiver in fantasy. Yeah, I mean, Two hundred and twenty-six receiving yards this past this week. This is um, this is Aikman, Smith, and um, oh, I just wanted to crack my beer. And uh, and uh, Irving. In Irving, this is a poor man's Chew. trio from what the eighties or nineties. Hey Tom, uh, what what's that beer over there? Uh, this is a summer by Treehouse. All right, I got it. Well, it's I got the bad. same mystery haze. Yeah, I got the same little uh, raccoon pitcher. Um, Own the night. Owl in the night, baby. Own the night. Owl in the night. And so Robin to uh, Amari Cooper is Batman. Michael Gallup had another 100-yard day after missing only two weeks. Yeah, and he is definitely a wide receiver, too, going forward. You cannot look at this guy as anything else. He is thriving when he is out there with that in his second year. You missed the uh, buy low on Gallup when he was out. Right now, you you can't get him. Nope. You got to spend top dollar. Yep, 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 yep. And the biggest part, Jason Witten still is not a fantasy option. Well, he, Jason Witten's not the biggest part, but continue. He's not. Well, he's owned in like sixty-eight percent of Yahoo leagues. I he is. He out. is. I noticed it's the name, and he's been like you know the ten, nine, eight, seven points for a tight end. Not terrible, but with a guy that was also yeah. without Gallup the last couple of weeks. That's true. That's yeah. so, very, very true. Yep. Uh, so, they needed to rely on someone. Um, so the biggest part of yeah, this yes, game, yeah. Is, my my basketball player of the season <laughs> is Aaron freaking Jones, man. They finally are giving this guy a full workload. You give this guy they, 90% of the snaps, and you're going to get... It's only because Jamal was out. Yeah, and, and, this, <laughs> and this is... This is you, four touchdowns! You want to talk about having egg on your face about being wrong about Amari Cooper... Here's like Matt LaFleur, and he's like, well, I can't use Jamal Williams. I don't know what to do. I have to give the ball to Aaron Jones, and Aaron Jones just slaps him in the face. And he's like, yeah, you should be giving me the ball. Everyone in, in their mother. You're right. You know that next week he's going to be like, you know what? He had a great game, but we're not going to go away for a game plan, man. Jamal, you know, Jamal's back. We didn't trade. We didn't draft uh, Trey Carson for nothing, so you know, we've got to <laughs> use him. Well, and well, Jimmy Graham might get an end around. And, so it's not that he just had four touchdowns. He had 104 yards, 5.7 average. He and then he had. 75 yards receiving on seven receptions. So overall, he had a great game. He om- he almost cracked to 200 total yards, but he had that huge 10-yard loss at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Um, and yeah. that, I mean, he tried to be QE, tried to do that what he did before. Try to you know, he went to the left side, stop, try to do the whole yes. go yep. back around, and uh, yeah, it didn't work out. But Fantastic <laughs> yeah. game by Aaron Jones. If you lost your week because of that ten yard loss, please tweet at us. Please let Can me know. Can you really like be mad? Th- okay, so, mad he, so he didn't get forty six points, and yeah. that's that's what I mean. Is like if you lost because of that one point, your team's awful. <laughs> like if you went up against Aaron Jones, Will Fuller, or CMC, I'm sorry. Yeah. And yeah. we have somebody in our Red Dog League we, in one of our leagues with CMC and Will Fuller. 
So so we have nothing on CMC in this docket, but I just, you know, just real quick for, for 10 seconds, CMC is one of the greatest things I've ever seen ever on the football CMC's field. CMC's averaging 200 scrimmage yards a game. He's, he's on pace for 3,200 all-purpose yards by the end of the season right now. It's disgusting. Okay. This dude... So, <laughs> no, we, 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 we can't because we'll can't. go on here forever. Uh, but next game. Yeah, we can talk about Minnesota and the Giants. The only reason that I bring this up really is you have a bad Giants defense. You have a Minnesota offense that obviously wants to run the ball. You have the rumors of the Stephon Diggs trade. Adam Thielen's coming out, um, taking shots at Kirk Cousins. This game started off looking like they wanted to feed uh, Diggs. Adam Thielen comes back in. Diggs right now cannot be viewed as more than a wide receiver three. This is a team that continued to go on and run the ball 30-plus times. Cousins only put the ball in the air 27 times. They won 28-10. to 10. Basically, what I'm saying is the, the Vikings are not trying to do anything sexy. They don't care. They played a bad New York Giants defense. They didn't capitalize on it from a fantasy perspective. You're happy with the points that you got from Adam Thielen. He went absolutely crazy. Seven TDs, 130 yards, two TDs. You're going to get that from Adam Thielen. You're not winning that from Diggs anymore. This is not a Diggs offense. This is Adam Thielen. This is Kirk Cousins. There's only 27, 25 to 27 passes to go around. Thielen's going to be um, commanding about 10 of those. So there's only really a handful, 15 targets go, uh, left. Irv Smith Jr. was on the field a bunch of times. This offense can only support one wide receiver. Dalvin Cook is going to continue to be Dalvin Cook in, in just an absolute machine. Um, and then on the giant side of the ball, uh, Darius Slayton stepped up with the injuries to Sterling Shepard. Golden Tate looked bad, but I would expect that to turn around. Daniel Jones was quiet. Uh, Saquon wasn't on the field. Hilleman is going to be a popular pickup, but he's going up against the the Do uh, not play Patriots. him Thursday. Right. Yeah, you, I wouldn't even the spend one the week fab thing, on him to, to be all, completely There's honest. no point because you expect Barkley back. Right, and that's, that's what I mean. Seven. Say, for instance, right. Barkley's not even going to play, then Gallman's going to. I mean, he only had He'll a concussion. He'll probably play a concussion pro. Yeah, so right. do not even spend fab on this. Yeah. Right. I mean, if, if you're desperate and you want to toss a dollar, zero dollars on him. If you had to you know, play him, you need play to make him, a pickup. Um, I, I, I would honestly him, would I would honestly rather who I already have on my roster than Hilleman. That's just my personal take. Right. Same. So um, not much to talk about the Giants. I just wanted to hit home the uh, Minnesota piece because I know that there's still even myself my dig shares that I have. I'm. I mean, we've talked about how it's, good this is hard. It's, you watch the you, tape on he's him. He's a good player. Watch him make a move on a quarterback oh, and then tell me he's that he's a he's young the receiver. receiver in the league. He, he could be the focal point on any offense for years to come. And, I mean, you saw the week before this, Diggs had a big game, Thielen had a dud. So who says next week Diggs has a big game and Thielen has a dud? It could easily happen. Right. They cannot support two receivers in, in this offense with feeding Delvin Cook. Right. Delvin, and, and Delvin Cook's getting 20 they touches can't a game. T- hey, Delvin, we're going to take, you know, we're going to take away eight touches and four targets a game. Why would you do that? The, this guy's producing. He is your team. He's the best player on your team. You're going to give Cooks the ball, and it just kind of sucks for Diggs. Yeah. All right. does suck for Diggs. So. I love Dalvin, though. Just FYI. Do yeah, you? We're, what are we What are do we on to? Yeah, I love I Dalvin. Hold him or fold him. Hold him or fold him. All right, hold him or fold him. 
Um, so QBs Baker hold fold fold sorry fold he's been a fold of mine for three weeks he's a quarterback <laughs> that got zero points get off my team Scotty Scotty uh yeah so he was a big hold fold last week I said hold him but do not start him and I hope you didn't start him because you saw he can get zero points <laughs> so you fold this mother effort and the next quarterback is Aaron Jones. I mean, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Actually, the you second hold time Aaron Jones. Here. Yep, yeah. You read it. Like, yep, and I'm reading it wrong. I want it to be <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Um, I mean, he is not producing like Aaron Rodgers. He is closer to the QB. I think 20 now. You're holding yeah. him. He's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. You hold him because the other thing too is Devonte Adams is out. Um. He should be returning either next week. Uh, I, I wouldn't expect yeah, I, this. I wouldn't expect this week, but but maybe next. Yeah, week. Yeah, I was gonna maybe say week seven, yeah. maybe. Um, and and Aaron Jones won't get four rushing touchdowns a game, so <laughs> they're gonna need Rogers. Yeah, right. but and, but there's people out there that are that are concerned with Rogers, and they're they're dropping him for a Minshew, or, or you know. But those are the people yeah, that Rogers is actually probably likely to be in the segment for the next couple of weeks yeah. if he keeps playing like this. He's a hold for me. But if you had an Aaron Rodgers, Philip Rivers, or an Aaron Rodgers, Jameis Winston combo, and you're sitting there hurting at running back, and let's say a guy like Ronald Jones for some reason is still out there, I could understand why you would drop Aaron Rodgers for like a Ronald Jones type. And Ronald Jones, I know, as in the RBs, maybe that's a good Well, we're going to go <laughs> over to RBs. And my personal opinion on Ronald Jones is to fold him. Um... I just I just feel at this point with uh, the amount of time that I've given to Ronald Jones is over. I just I think that there's some other stuff out he there. Had, I, you, can you give me a little bit more than that? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, Scotty, what do you got? Um, on no. Him? Um. So I talked about Ronald Jones. I think we talked about him last week in the waiver, and we all kind of agreed that we would spend. 20 plus dollars on him in fab because this is the last time you can get a player who could be an rb2 going forward and just because he has a bad game here i i think it's it's kind of an overreaction to just say hey pick this guy for 20 bucks now i'm gonna drop him i think that that's kind of um that's a tough ridiculous um he had a bad week the bucks were down they really had to throw a lot jones had nine rushes Peyton Barber had eight Barber had the touchdown so but Barber had more points but um I don't see Tim and Bay being down by that much each game I mean I, I they aren't good but you know they had to throw a lot so here's why I had put him on the list and why I'm folding um and it does suck because you expected more um you know with with the New Orleans coming up uh last week and you know him doing pretty good against the Rams, so you know that's a pretty good sign. But you said, like you know, like you said, he they had to pass a lot uh, for New Orleans, and they're playing Carolina this week, which is a team that you know is really susceptible to the pass. Um, they could he could get you know s- some work this week that's viable for fantasy but i'm i'm seeing i'm seeing maybe 10 12 touches which is fine but yep. what is he gonna do with it then he has a bye week and plays tennessee 
Yeah, but so here's here's the thing is that Ronald Jones, what you are in and there's I'm I'm gonna play a little game with you for a second. Ooh, Ronald Jones games. is a hold for me. Um, 10 to 12 touches is really about what you want from Ronald Jones, right? Because he only really needs 10 or 12. Would you rather have Ronald Jones or Rashad Penny? Ronald Jones, hands down. Rashad Penny. Ooh. Ooh. Really? Because, because, because he's, because Jones is touchdown dependent. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, look at the, look at the Ronald Jones there's only 14.7 points was his most this entire season. It was because he got a touchdown. Yeah, but look at Rashad Penny's. Yeah, because he had a hurt hammy but and just came back this past Craig, week. Craig, Rashad Penny is is a clear-cut backup to Chris Carson. You don't know that. I we I do know that. Well, I absolutely do know that. Pete Carroll when, go, goes with his best player, and he's going with Chris Carson. He, look at Thursday night. He got one third the playing time, which is which is not good, Rashad Penny. But Ronald Jones, who in my opinion is a lesser talented running back, has the same amount on a team that is pass, 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 pass. And the Seattle Seahawks is always they're always going to be able to run, right? And and the thing was is that Penny was out with a hamstring injury. Chris Carson, unfortunately for if you're a Penny owner. Didn't fumble the football, so he kind of got his job back. But one more fumble from Chris Carson can be mean that Penny is going to go 50-50 in a team that's going to be running the ball a lot more. I in mean, a much better offense. I, 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 much better defense. I would rather... Tampa Bay is always going to be playing catch-up because their defense is terrible. Yeah. I'm not with you. I'm I'm on the Ronald Jones right, fine. Ban- bandwagon. Fine. I think you're fine. way too high on... Penny, I, right. I I think Penny should be getting rocked. This take... is this is the game that we played, and I chose Penny. That's a that's a personal opinion, but it all is also my my it, view it on because Ronald we're, Jones. We're all completely flipped, right? So I'm a hold on Jones. Scotty's a hold on Jones. Craig's is a fold on Jones. I'm a fold on Penny. You're I'm a, a hold on, on Penny, Penny, and I think I'm Scotty's a fold on Penny. And, so and that's fine. Next. We have difference of opinion. All right, can we just pause this real quick? We can't pause the podcast. No. I'm, I'm kidding. Right? Long pause. <laughs> Um. This, <laughs> all right. Um. Uh, this is gonna be a great shotgun bet. So rest of what? season. Rest of season. The rest Ronald of Jones season. Start. Start. Um. Week six on most points. Jones F- and fantasy points. Yeah. Fine. I will do. I will do a two to one shotgun on that. Right, let's not get so mathematical. If, no, if 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 Penny beats Jones, Scotty and I will both do two shotguns. If Jones beats Penny, you do two shotguns. Okay, deal. Two deal. Yeah, okay. deal. All right, all right. We, we don't need a shake. We, yeah, it's it's recorded. Um, <laughs> yes, this is so, very true. So, so all right, so let's, let's move, get off, let's, let's, move get, on. let's get off of these two. Let's get on to Royce Freeman. So Royce Freeman is a hold for me. Um, Royce Freeman's a hole for me only because one, I think his, um, I think that his talent is too good to let him fall. But I think, I I, I think it's very hard to play Royce Freeman right now, considering what Philip Lindsay's been doing. Um, Philip Lindsay looks like the more explosive back than Royce Freeman. However, Philip Lindsay's not the more efficient back. Um, I, I think Philip Lindsay is the 
the sexier name, the better one to <laughs> the better he, the better player to. I'm laughing because you put we're fine and Scotty obviously had to put an apostrophe in the, in the, Autocorrect. In the docket. Um Royce Freeman's a hold. It just it, it's tough for me. Uh, I mean, it's basically a roster dead spot with Royce Freeman. You can't play him, um, but you can't drop him. Um, so you yeah. gotta hold on to him for a little bit. That's tough. I feel the same. I would um, hold. Yeah, big hold. I mean, I think Craig texted in a group chat last week. Um, what Phil Lindsay was doing is great, but it's just taking away from Royce Freeman. Oh my Freeman, God, it's uh, taking so much away from RP too. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Royce, Royce Freeman has, has all the, the talent. talent to be a top 10 running back in this league. Sucks. And Put whatever it is, <laughs> I don't know what Philip Lindsay is doing. Maybe he's dating the coach's daughter. I don't know, but somehow he's getting all the work. Yeah, and... But he's he's making big plays, and, and that's what I talk about. Like, well, when, when you give you, the guy the ball twenty times, he's going to do something. When you look at outliers, right? Like when you look at any data set, you you look at outliers. You take away their, you know, the fur the, their most explosive play. Like, it, so Phil Lindsay goes eighty yards. If he had a thirty yard run, you take that thirty yard run away. You look at the rest of the data set and you say, what is it really? You do the same thing with Royce Freeman. Those numbers don't get skewed that much. Philip Lindsay's numbers get skewed a ton when you start taking those outliers out. So when you're talking a statistical analysis on like what they're doing, and it's obviously way too small of a sample size, but when you look at a bell curve and who's been more consistent and who is predictably going to get you the same thing, touch after touch after touch, it's Royce Freeman. And it's four and a half yards a carry, five yards a carry. If Philip Lindsay, you don't know what you're going to get, but he's explosive. He's getting touchdowns. He's catching balls out of the backfield. So he looks like the better fantasy asset right now. It's just you can't drop Freeman. Because if anything happens to Lindsey, and Royce Freeman's catching the ball, which is another thing right. that people don't understand. I feel like he's getting more receiving yards or receiving And that was a big thing this summer, too. Who is a pass catching back? Always Lindsey, but Royce is just there. Right. Like he's the exact same, I think. I mean, this is a true like 50-50 split. There's yep. there is no change in the game plan when you have either of these running backs out there. Free, Freeman over Penny over Jones. I ah, see. I'm 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 Freeman over Jones over Penny. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm no, 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 no. I just mean over I just mean over both. I just mean over both. All three. You, yeah, Freeman, Freeman over yes. the both. Okay. And yeah, it's tough to start them each week, but you can't nope. drop it. And, and wide receivers. Well, let's talk about Adrian Peterson. Oh, we didn't quick. get to Adrian oh, Peterson. Adrian. Yeah, because a lot of people are likely going Can to start be in this dropping. One? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So, all right. So, um, I have this guy on a lot of my teams. I haven't started him. I think I, I actually started him that one week. He had that touchdown, but he only had 25 yards. Anyways, um, he is a starting running back in the NFL on an NFL team. It sucks. It's, it sucks because even last week I saw, I saw him playing. Like, oh, wow, he actually looks you know decent. He had 1.8 fantasy points. I guess he didn't look that good to me. <laughs> um, I had a couple IPAs. Anyways, um, <laughs> they just they just fired Gruden, new head coach, saying you know we need to establish the run game a lot more to be a successful team. I mean, what they're doing now isn't working, so why not you know just try to run AP. They're playing Miami this week. If there's one game to start AP, it's this game. Miami is horrible against the run. So do not drop him just yet. Um, 
if he comes out this game and has a dud and they don't use him at all or, or, or just very slim, then you can drop him. But for this week, just hold and wait and see. I have nothing more to add. I would just ditto everything. Yep, agree. And that's not okay. to that's not to say that we're down on AP or anything. It's literally Scotty covered all of it, and we all feel the same to hold. Um, I'm actually trading for AP right now in one of our leagues. Oh, fun! Just because of the Scotty's, uh, yeah, fun. Is do, di- do tell. Do is tell. it Dynasty? Yeah, yeah. You know, Tom, what, what league is this? <laughs> oh yeah, it's Dynasty. Somebody give me AP for my uh, fourth first rounder round. in the yeah, first round. Yeah. <laughs> Wide receivers: Curtis Samuel is a hold or fold. He's I'm a hold. Yeah. I mean, Cam Newton's out again, but Curtis Samuel is someone that, you know, you all had, you know, high hopes for. Um, and I think that, you know, he's still getting open a lot. But the thing is, is there's just a quarterback situation that you have to worry about. And there's, you know, other stuff to go around, including the best running back and the best receiving running back in all of football right now. So it's tough, but you hold Curtis Samuel. That's my opinion. I feel like a lot of people are holding, I mean, uh, folding him unnecessarily yeah I'm, I'm holding Curtis Samuel I mean we've seen it um a couple weeks ago he was just fine with Kyle Allen I know Kyle Allen didn't have a great game last week uh it sounds like Cam Newton might be back this is a this is a talented wide receiver who's not getting respect I I hold him I I can't fold him I, I'm holding him Big hold of mine. Um, he he might even be a, a buy low later this week. But look in your leagues. A lot of people might have dropped him by now just because they're sick of it. So if he's there, pick him up. But he's a hold. And uh, next is the Kansas City receivers: Demarcus Robinson and McCole Hardman and Sammy and yeah. Sammy Watkins. Yeah, it's a real load. Yeah. Oh, wow, you're right. Um, oh, it's tough. I mean. I think I'm holding Watkins. I know he's hurt. He probably won't play this week. I'm not sure, I mean, but I guess he's not. You hold him. He's the number two receiver there, so you can't drop him yet. Um, Tyreek Hill is back. Demarcus and McCole Hardman. Honestly, um, if Watkins plays, I'm folding both. If I need to... St- Keep one for one week. I'm keeping Robinson. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. Um, as far as I, I'm folding Mikol, regardless. If Sammy is inactive, I'll hold the Marcus Robinson. Um, the only problem is, is that if you, it, it's it's likely that you have to make a decision on Demarcus Robinson before we find out if Sammy Watkins is active or inactive. If you have to make that decision, I'm folding Demarcus Robinson. If you can hold him, if you have the roster space to do it, hold him. But if you got to cut him for a waiver priority pickup, I would be folding Demarcus Robinson. And and I'm going to hold Sammy. I mean, Sammy's an easy hold for me. Um, So let's get that out of the way. McCole Hardman is a fold for me. But here's my conundrum with Demarcus Robinson is that I am projecting Watkins to miss this week and this week only. Do I actually start Robinson as the number two wide receiver where he's already been the number two wide receiver for Kansas City? 
and hasn't really done much the last two yeah, weeks. I, mean, I don't think you can start him. So if I'm not going to if I'm not going to start right. him, like okay, so situation, right? I mean, if you if have you're to put him in the bye week, then sure. Right. But two overall, flex, would you? So it's tough because it's like they're playing Houston. I think that he's gonna have a lot of work. I think that Kansas City's gonna be passing a lot with a 55 point over under. But do I start him? Not sure. And Watkins is going to come back with Tyreek Hill and Demarcus Robinson and Miko Harbin become irrelevant again. So it's tough. It's situational. I would say, you know, uh, hold on to Robinson and play him if you have to. But I'm almost a fold on both. And I've been a huge truther of Demarcus Robinson. I have in my dynasty league for three years. He's, you know, he's someone that I'm waiting Watkins out and seeing what Robinson can do uh, as the number two going forward. You know, he's, he's shown the last two weeks that he is the number two and hasn't done crazy things. You know, he had a you know cool one-handed catch two weeks ago, but that was about it. So, it is what it is. If you have to, play him. If you don't, you don't. Um, next wide receiver is Robbie Anderson for the New York Jets. And this could probably go for almost all New York Jets players. But my opinion is, is until Sam Darnold is back and playing quarterback you know, taking snaps and throwing the ball to him, you, you have to hold on to these New York Jets players because you, you haven't seen what they can do in a second year for Darnold, but a first-year system for with Adam Gase. And Robbie Anderson is someone that could thrive with Sam Darnold. Um, the one week that Darnold played, uh, Jamison uh, Crowder had a lot of targets, but I feel like Robbie Anderson could absolutely thrive. So I'm holding him. Hold. Um, same thing that you said, Darnold's back. He's going to have some tough matchups coming next three weeks, so to, don't start him, but hold him because he's a second-half boom guy. Yeah, he's old. For all the reasons. <laughs> and we're going to get into tight ends. And my... I'm going to lump all four together. Delaney Walker... Jimmy Graham, O.J. Howard, and Eric Ebron, all four are a fold for me. Bleh. No reason. Why? You want me to go through one? Plenty of reasons one? why. T- tight ends is an absolutely ridiculous landscape, huge turnover, and you should, if you're playing one of these guys, you're streaming tight ends. Yeah, I mean, I am... I'm a hold on Delaney. I can understand folding Jimmy, OJ, or Eric. And and that's that's really kind of where I stand. Delaney's done it, and he continues to do it. He's in a bad offense um, with Mariota. Um, but I, I just – what other tight end are you starting over Delaney Walker right now? If there was any other I'm tight end – I'm playing matchups. Well, yeah, I mean, if, yeah, but, Will Disley's been, been played, but I'm playing matchups. Right, but how many other – I mean – we're looking at Chris Herndon, uh, Aikens. You know, we're looking at bottom of the barrel tight ends that are available in a waiver wire, and you're going to take Delaney. Walker I would absolutely and drop play. Him. So you're going to play Aikens. Herndon. You're going to play Aikens over Delaney Walker this week against Kansas City. Absolutely, when t- okay. Tennessee well, is playing Denver. I mean, that to you're me, stream, you're streaming a tight. If you don't have a top five tight end, you're streaming tight ends constantly. So you're going to be playing the matchups, right? And I understand that, but I don't know that you can outright drop Delaney. I mean, if you're sitting here saying, yeah, he has a bad matchup this week, 
then I, I can see maybe benching That's why him and in, in, in finding another way to get a guy on you. Delaney just has... I, I, I don't know. I, it just Delaney, to me, has too much upside. Or I shouldn't say upside. He has too much of a floor in good matchups where Mariota has to throw the ball to justify outright dropping him. So, last, last week, Delaney, two targets, one reception, 10 yards. Week before that, two targets, one reception, four yards. That's horrific. Right, but you're just going to drop him? For Aikens, no. when the weeks before he's gotten touchdowns and enough so targets who's, to return. Who's Aikens? I, I, he's the, the uh, tight end, the tight end Houston. in Houston. Atkins. Atkins. Aikens, Atkins. Whoever. Oh, sorry. Okay, so yeah. A-K-A-N-S. Atkins. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't drop him for Atkins because Atkins isn't the tight end there. I mean, but he, if you drop- he's a co-tight end because Daniel Fells is the one that went off last week in Houston. But... I'm not dropping him. I'm if I can hold him on my bench, I will. I'd rather play a guy like Jared Cook over him, or even Atkins over him. Um, listen to even, the names that we're talking about. Like all these players, yeah. all these tight ends are all just garbage. That's, let's let's Scott get my his point. in because yeah. you so, and I started no, no, going no, out no, before so, Scotty so, um, I like I said last week. I don't believe that they're a passing team. If they are, they're passing to Delaney Walker. AJ Brown is going to have his games. Cordes will have his games, but that's it. It comes down to the little security blanket, the little blankie, and little, I cannot get away walkie. from my walkie. He's like little my walkie. binky. When I get a little frustrated, I need my little binky. Anyways, uh, walkie, I am holding on to. I am not starting if if I can manage not to start him, but. Um, he's a guy I do not want to um, drop yet. So, and in, in I know we have three others, but the Delaney-Walker discussion is if you're not starting Delaney, we're advising basically to keep two tight ends on your roster. Yes. And and, and, that's, a, and that's a tough sell to it, a fantasy player. It's the exact same thing with O.J. Howard because they have been identical the last two weeks. See, I'm a fold on OJ, but I know. But talent alone, he's top five. Oh yeah, he's got. I mean, he's got tremendous talent, and that's the only re- reason why. So if you do not want to carry two tight ends, drop both. Uh, Jimmy Graham, I I'm holding for sure. Uh, Devontae Adams will be out at least another week. If you can get him for one more week, like I said, Aaron Jones won't rush for four touchdowns again. Um, so if Aaron Rodgers throws for two or three next week, one of those will probably go to Jimmy Graham. So I would hold him for one more week. Eric Ebron, I'm folding. Yep. Yeah, Ebron's on a bye, too. And so we, I think that's the funny thing is, though, yeah. is the reason why I put Ebron in here is he's 68% owned. <laughs> like, he's so oh, many yeah, people still, still so own him. So many people look at his And we have said it since the, like, the summer. Do not drop this guy. Yeah. yeah. So we have the last two segments that we're going to get into, which is our, our biggest confidence boost player and our biggest letdown. Uh, my biggest confidence boost player is Josh Jacobs, and I'm pretty sure it explains itself. They're playing Chicago Bears, one of the best defenses in all of football, and this guy goes for 27.8 fantasy points and half-point scoring, 123 yards on the ground, which is 4.7 yards per carry, which is something really, you know, that 
not a lot of running backs do against Chicago. And I'm not saying that Josh Jacobs is otherworldly and he's better than all of the running backs, but it's just a big boost in my opinion where, you know, he wasn't doing that much beforehand before this week that really gave you confidence that, you know, he was a high end talent. Um, and you know, with 4.7 yards per carry, two touchdowns against Chicago, you know, that's going to give me the enough confidence in Josh Jacobs going throughout the year that, you know, I, I did a good job in, in, in picking a player in, in my top four rounds, um, you know, as, as an RB two. Yeah. And, um, he was my sit this week, so I missed very hard. On you Josh wouldn't, Jacobs. you would not have thought. That he would have no. had this game. And this, it's Chicago. This and was he didn't a game do very good. We, all right, I mean, he hasn't done well the last three Week one, he did go, but that's about it. Um, other than that, yeah, confidence boost. You can uh, start start this guy almost every week now. Um, I have two guys. I'll, I'll talk about one more. Um, Allen Robinson is my confidence boost. Just because um, he's done pretty well this year, a, a lot of targets, a lot of receptions, but like just, he just does not have t- uh, TDs. This week, seven receptions, ninety-eight yards, two touchdowns. Um, no matter who the quarterback is in Chicago, um, A. Rob is going to get the targets, and hopefully Trubisky will be a little longer because Chase Daniels looks a little better than Trubisky. <laughs> and he my, does a little bit. My other one is Marlon Mack, uh, real quick, just because he's. He got back from a injury and he ran for over 120 yards. So um, no touchdowns, but going forward, I think I think he's he's a fine RB two. I I agree to that one. Just wanted to piggyback that that Marlon Mack was was a big big confidence boost in, in my opinion this past week. Yeah, I guess let me just chime in on Mack real quick. Uh, there were so many people that when Andrew Luck got hurt were like, oh, yeah, stay away from Mack. And I think all three of us were Remember, like, all right, so. No, he's staying you, exactly where he is at 12. Tom was completely right. So when Luck got hurt, we had Mack at 12 or 13, right around, probably mixed between. It's like back in Gurley, Kerry yeah, Johnson, yeah. Or Chubb, all, all those guys. So Luck goes down and, and he goes from. Um, high-end RB2 draft status to RB22 to 24. Yep. And we sat here and we're like, all right, we can put him down like maybe to 15 tops, but, right. but that's about it. Like, like, you can't just take away Max talent because Luck retired. And Brissett, you know, in his third year. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Top shelf is right about that. Yeah, top yeah, shelf, baby. You, you got to keep your confidence on Mac. <laughs> um, my biggest confidence boost was Cooper Cup. Um, I I feel like I've said this a couple times. This there is was, steady confidence. I mean, if there was ever a wide receiver, or I shouldn't say ever, if there was one wide receiver in the Rams offense that I want to own, it's Cooper Cup. A lot of people thought it was Robert Woods going into the season. A lot of people had where our Brandon, Brandon Cooks truthers. And and listen, I mean, like, the arguments are there. Like, people could sit there, and even I, as we were going into the season, like, oh, man, Robert Woods, I, I might give him the nod, but I feel like I've always stayed on cup, and the dude's just gotten way too many targets. You watch Goff look for wide receivers open, and it's always Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is always open. Hey, you talk about 24-7. This man is always open. He had 17 targets. And from a fantasy perfective, I think he scored over 20 points. Yeah, uh, 20 points in the last three games. He's been over 10 points um, 
four of the five. I mean, Cooper Cup is a wide receiver of the own. If you have him, feel confident as a wide receiver one moving forward. Yes. Yeah. No, there's there's we we were I know me and Scotty were were definitely higher on Robert Woods. I feel like you reluctantly let in to, you know, giving Woods the nod over Cup in the beginning of the I never year. gave Woods the the Well, no, what I'm what I'm, I I was heating up on Woods, correct? Yes. Right. But but you've always been like in the back of your head whether or not you wanted to yeah, say I'm it awesome. or not. I'm awesome. Was that Cup was <laughs> Cup was always there. Pat on the back. It, yeah. it, it stopped stroking my ego and go on to the next segment. I'm, I I just <laughs> I agree now. I just, you know, Cup definitely has to be the the, the guy to own there. Uh, so biggest letdown. I mean, it feels good, right? But. <laughs> um, no, I, you know, I just wanted to, you know, give, give the dog its day. Um, Baker Mayfield is my biggest letdown. And, and Scotty had asked me before this. He goes, well, did you really expect anything out of Baker? And I'm like, well, yeah, because I'm a Baker truther. Because I love the accuracy out of a quarterback. And unfortunately... With all the head cases over in Cleveland and such a terrible coaching change last year when they didn't keep Greg Williams where he was, you know, obviously Greg Williams is an idiot himself, but they they continue to go with Kitchens, who is an even bigger idiot. And until he is fired, I have no more confidence in Baker Mayfield. He is a letdown um and so zero points at quarterback position like i said earlier get off my team i picked him up in one league after someone else had dropped him i think tom had dropped him but you know i i wanted to have it i can't i can't let a quarterback stay on my team with zero points and if you're out there and you're still a truther and you're still waiting for the day it's not going to come this season so move on and find something else this year Gardner Minshew, baker sucks I mean, well, Cle- Cle- Cleveland sucks. Really, really okay. sucks. Cleveland Baker sucks. sucks. Cleveland really sucks. Cleveland sucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this team just lo- just looks abysmal. Yeah, it's, um, it's not good. This is, yeah, just drop this guy. Drop this guy. He, there's no point. You, you feel You're going to lose yourself. weeks with them. Uh, oh, yeah, I guess go to mine. Uh, biggest letdown, of course, is Mike Evans. 0.00 points off of uh, zero, <laughs> oh, three targets for zero yards, zero receptions. Um, chalk this up as an outlier. He is going to be a top 10 receiver going forward, so don't worry about this. But it was a big letdown. Godwin had a huge game. Um, Winston said, you know, Lattimore was on him early in the game. He couldn't really get the ball to him, and, that, and that's why he had a bad game. So, it sucks because he's on a lot of my teams, but better days ahead. Yeah. Um, and one thing that I find funny about that is uh, Marcus Lattimore is actually being graded as one of the the worst. And we talked about this last week. <laughs> yeah. and we did. We did. Why we, we did. This is why Winston was a huge start of mine because Lattimore is one of the worst cornerbacks in the league. But for some reason, he knows how to play Mike Evans. I mean, they see each every other year. Twice. They see yeah. each other twice a year, yeah. so it makes sense. Uh, my biggest letdown is Lashawn McCoy. Um, not only was the points a letdown, and you know, yeah, we're sitting here saying who was a letdown at week five, and Shady's going to let you down with one point three points or whatever it was, only twenty three receiving yards. But I'm more let down with Lashawn McCoy because he didn't hold on to that role the way that I expected him to with Damian Williams coming in. Um, this is a tough backfield now to predict moving forward and who's the RB1. 
Um, but Shady, to me, was the guy people were starting as an RB2. Um, and you just you didn't get that. And now Damian Williams is going to be looming over your head for a little while. So just a, just a big all-around season-long and weekly letdown from LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, so we're going to get to those listener questions. That okay, we, yeah, because I, I wasn't sure if we actually wanted to transition that over there. Well, yeah, no, 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 no. Let's, we, let's, yeah, let's yeah. do it. We had mentioned it a little bit before. Um, you had uh, We just talked about it. Which running back are you most confident in week six going forward in Kansas City? So, I mean, I think we're very split here. I, I'm Damian Williams. Yeah. I would probably still be confident in LaShawn McCoy. I'd be confident in Damian Williams. I'm not comp- more confident in either one, but I'm confident in both. McCoy didn't have one rush last week. I I just when McCoy was out there and Damian Williams week. was out there week one, it was you know McCoy, McCoy didn't still, have one rush last week. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, I mean he didn't have one rush attempt last week. That is huge, and it is that is that is probably the most nervous thing about Lashawn McCoy, but. I'm still on the LaShawn McCoy bandwagon. This team I gotta, I gotta does wait not go out there and bring in LaShawn McCoy if Damian Williams was the guy. If they were ready to just ride Damian Last Williams. Though, why didn't they play McCoy? It, 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 I know McCoy I, I don't. I don't have those answers for it. And honestly, like I haven't done enough looking at that game, snap percentage, looking to see who was in that game honestly, to really answer this question or to drill down on it and feel like I... but. My gut is telling me, LaShawn McCoy, you don't go out. You listen, actions speak louder than words, right? And I understand they gave that ball to Damian Williams last week, but they went out and they're paying LaShawn McCoy nine or six million dollars a year when they had a healthy Damian Williams. Like it just does not make Damian sense. Damian wasn't healthy at the time they got McCoy. No, yeah, he was. They, week one, he not, was not. Yeah, it was in the it was in the preseason, yeah, and but not fully. Right, so he Anyways, may, he may, I do agree with you. There's no point for them to bring in a guy right. and pay them that much money to not use him. So, I mean, flex you, play though, right? You weren't starting him as an this RB two. This was a right. tough you have game. To, you have both to temper of them, your expectations. Both of them both are of them. flex plays, and if you have both of them on your team, that's. Very so hard is to, you can't you can't start them both. If you have both of them on no. your team, honestly, I would start Lashawn McCoy start because McCoy. I, 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 would start I think he Damian, I think he's got the higher upside. McCoy. I I would personally um, it's uh, against Houston this week. I uh, would I would start, start McCoy yeah. because I feel like there's gonna be more passing yards. And and listen, I I just want to say this in in years past, Andy Reid has been a funny coach with his running backs and i would not and i'm not this is a bold take it's not don't don't quote me on it daryl williams <laughs> but well daryl williams had absolutely nothing this past right. week but but andy reed could have held damian williams back a little bit to say you have not been picking up the offense i brought in a veteran to figure it out for the first couple of weeks damian williams you need to figure this stuff out i'm going to give you this game against indianapolis which was a tough matchup he put himself out there and he didn't really do much so i don't know what andy reed thinks i don't think anyone knows what andy reed thinks 
And I would not be surprised if Andy Reid has had his final straw with Damian Williams. And and one thing I just want to point out. Did you have another point? That was pretty much it. Okay. Um, Shady fumbled. So I don't know if that was that Shady was benched because he fumbled and they were like, hey, we're going to punish you because you fumbled, which I think is the most ignorant thing an NFL coach can do. But there may be something else behind the whole Damian Williams getting involved. Maybe Reed was actually upset with Shady for carrying the ball the way that Shady typically does, you know, way out here in an arm saying, hey, somebody steal it from me. But maybe that was why Damian Williams got all the ball and it wasn't that. Maybe it was just that, hey, Shady. But I don't know. I, I, we, need, I, we need more games with the both of them playing. It's only been two No, and that's, and that's a very accurate statement. So I so, guess we can get to the second question. So Tyree, to answer that question, we're split. We got two on Shady, one on one Damian, on Damian and, Williams. And, our, and I feel like we're not like We're not on, far apart. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, mean, I think our value of what they're going to they be in week six is, is if you had them, flex play. They're flex plays, and that's it. Yeah. Tyree Kill coming back is a great sign for everyone out there as a fantasy owner and Kansas City Chiefs. Can he finish the year as a top five wide receiver missing this much time? I mean, I don't think he can finish the year as a top five. He can come close, but from here on out, starting in week six, if he's back from week six to the end of the year, yes, I think he is a WR5 because we've seen... Hopkins, OBJ, not not doing what they do. Devontae Adams hurt. I think he's a top five guy going forward. At the end of the season, from week one to week 17 total, probably not. But from here on out, yes. So if I'm a fantasy owner of Tyree Kill, if I'm a fantasy player, I've noticed that Patrick Mahomes is an unbelievable quarterback from what I saw last year. And if I believe in Patrick Mahomes, not only do I think that Tyree Kill is going to be a top five wide receiver from here to the end of the season, with the landscape at wide receiver and, and kind of interchangeable pieces up there right now, I could possibly see Tyree Kill with, again, to reiterate, we just had some running back talk over there with some some issues there. Demarcus Robinson, McCole Harden, and Sammy Watkins have not really done that much. Tyreek Hill can, in my opinion, finish a top five wide receiver at the end of the season. Will Fuller just went from wide receiver 66 to wide receiver 8. Why can't Tyreek Hill get up to top five with eight weeks left in the season? I think he can do it. Yeah, I mean, uh, one of the fastest, if not the fastest player in the NFL, one of the highest scoring offenses in the NFL with the best quarterback of the NFL. I mean, it's a recipe for success. I, I would say that Tyreek can crack the top five from here on out. The next question is a hot question. Can Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler be started in the same lineup? I know a lot of people are asking this question. I've had the two of them on the same team. and Why not? I, I, I'm going to play Melvin Gordon as my RB2, maybe RB1, and Eckler in my flex or vice versa, whatever. I don't care. The Both of them are going to get you 30 points a game, in my opinion. So I'm doing it. Yes, uh, easily start both. Um, Eckler, RB2 going forward. Gordon, I think, RB1 going forward. It's kind of like back in the day with uh, Thomas Jones and Jamal Charles in Kansas City. You started both those guys. They both tore it up. Um, yes, you do not sit any of those guys if you have both of them in on your team. Yeah, I mean, you saw we saw it last week. Uh, Chargers just playing catch up mode. Austin Eckler was out on the field. 
Um, 15 up, receptions. Yeah, I mean, soaking up all of the targets, all the catches. Um, Eckler's going to be involved. And, I, I mean, this question really is, is Austin Eckler viable? I mean, if you held on to Melvin Gordon this long, you're not benching him. Um, while his stat line isn't encouraging, I think it it's going to become encouraging. I think the question really is, can Eckler be started in the same lineup with Melvin Gordon? I, it, absolutely. I mean, th- there's there's no reason for him not to be. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm pretty sure he had a ton of receptions this past week. I think it was double digits. Um, so I really don't think that that's, you know, any much more to talk about on that. Unless, uh, Tom, don't you have a... Tom, what's the last question of our... Uh... Yeah, so our last question, you know, uh, is Zach Ertz it. back, Scotty? Uh, he never left. All right. And we're Top Shelf Fantasy uh, for Scott, Tom, I am Craig. You can find us on TopShelfFantasy.com at TopShelfFNTSY on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you for having us. Stay fluid. Stay weak. Well, that's the one thing we got.